What up? It's season three and we're keeping it moving. Mr. Preston, mm -hmm. you will not tell me that you think you could beat Sarah Palin. <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't think about Sarah Palin. <laughs> New name, same fang, and we appreciate all our listeners. So sit back, listen and enjoy. Here's Johnny. It's the Rando Life Podcast. As usual, take old biddies. Man. Yeah, so, we can move on to the next. So, yeah. So, so, I want to tell you about um, this lady. This is going to be pretty crazy. So, <laughs> so bear with me. Okay. So there's this lady called Leonarda um sincerely. I tr- I try to look up how to say her last name. So it's since since she Sounds Italian. It is Italian. So it's L E O N A R D A is her last her first name, Leonarda. And her last name is C-I-A-N-C-I-U-L-L-I. Anyway, uh, well, do you like tea cakes? Tea cakes? Yeah, have you ever heard of tea cakes? No, that, that sounds like some old porn type shit. No. Yeah, no, a tea cake is a lightly sweetened cookie made from simple ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you like soap? Yeah, I love soap. Yeah, we <laughs> we use soap every day. Well, this is the story of Leonardo uh, Sensuli. I'm sorry, oh, no, I can't say it right. She was yeah, born in April, on April 18th of 1893. So okay. she was a soap maker and she had a love for these tea cakes. <laughs> she lived uh, in this they, little. Hmm? Are they like cakes to the traditional where you can eat them and shit? Yeah, like little tea okay. cakes that you eat with a. I would guess it'd be almost like a coffee and donuts, but All right, okay. I guess this is back then. It's called tea cakes, and and you know back in the eighteen hundreds. Probably wasn't a ton of ingredients, you know. There weren't no WalMarts or anything like that. So <laughs> they're like, we got oatmeal and oatmeal. Yeah, people, it. people probably listen to this. Like, can they just go to damn uh, Dunkin' Donuts? This is like 1893. <laughs> no, Isn't fam. Krispy Kreme open. <laughs> Bro, they <laughs> no, got man. goat milk and thread. <laughs> yeah. So she was a soap maker and a tea, and she loved tea cakes. So she she lived in this small town in Italy. Uh, called Correggio Reggio Emilia. That's the name of the city. I can't pronounce it. I I brutalized it. C O R R E G G I O, and then R E G G I O E M I L I A. If if people want to listen, look it up or however. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she murdered three women. <laughs> okay. This is is almost like a horror movie. But anyway, she, between the uh, years of 1939 
and she was born in 1893, but between the years of 1939 and 1940, she murdered three women and she turned them into key, uh, into tea cakes and soap. Wait, wait, stop. <laughs> so she was like, these bitches be tripping. They taste better if they were dead. Also, clean bodies. Is that what I'm I'm, I'm going down? Yeah, that, she... Oh, okay. So you may be asking, you know, how can that be that she turned people into tea cakes? So if you go to Google and then you just look up tea cakes, oh, you will see a picture of tea cakes. Right? So it looks like a little shortbread cookie. You see it? Yeah. This shit looks delicious, actually. But... Yeah. Like a little delicious uh, tea cake. <laughs> Grandmas used to make tea cakes back in the day, right? <laughs> so, so, so. Uh, you might be eating an ear. Just throwing that out there. So, just to give you a little background, she was born in a, in a place called Montella Avel, Avellino. And when she was young, you know, most girls used to play with dolls when they were young in her time period, right? This chick, well, this chick playing with re- recipes. No, she didn't really play recipes. At, when she was young, she tried to commit suicide two times. What? Yeah, so she was, she was, she was messed up. And then later in her life, in 1917, she got married to a registry clerk named Raphael Pansardi. And her parents didn't uh, didn't approve of that marriage, because you know back in that time, they already had the guy that the daughter was supposed to marry. So she right. was supposed to marry another guy. So her mom put a curse on her in 1921, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then and then um, she ended up moving <laughs> to another city. Called Loria Potenza, whatever. She moved in to this other city, other city, and she was in prison. She went to jail for fraud in 1927, right? And then oh. when she got out, she moved to, uh, she went to another because after her mom, this is all the stuff that happened after her mom put a curse on her. So she moves in 1921 to this place. She's sentenced and in prison for fraud in 1927. Then she moves to a place called uh, Lacedonia uh, Avellino, and her home was destroyed by the 1930 um, earthquake. There was a big earthquake in the 1930s. In Italy? Yeah, it's Irpina Earthquake, something like that, I-R-P-I-N-I-A Earthquake. So then she moved again to uh, Correggio, Reggio Emilia that I was telling you about earlier, that little small Italy town in Italy. This is when she opened up a small shop and she was doing good. After her mom cursed her and everything, she was doing good. She was popular and well-respected in her neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So, now you might be asking, did she have any kids? 
That's how I know you was about to ask that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who's the devil spawning this chick? Like, she carry on the damn legacy of being evil. Yeah, she she had seventeen pregnancies. What? During what? her marriage, right? She miscarried three of them, and then ten more of them died in her youth, in their youth. So was she making cookies out of their asses? No, nah, they just died, man. I mean, saying because it couldn't, you know, her mom put a curse on her. So is it a curse? Because she had seventeen God, pregnancies, mi- miscarriage three of them, ten more died in her youth. So she had four kids, and she was, you know, that were alive, and she was really protective of them, and you know, as any mother would be, and so she began obsessing about their safety. You know, and um, she went to this fortune teller lady. Right back in the day, that's how you try to learn about future stuff happening and and, you know, for your family and stuff, you know, she was already cursed and all that stuff. So she went to this fortune teller who told her before um, before she had the kids that all of her children would die young. That's what this fortune told teller told her. So that's why she's so overprotective on her kids, right? <laughs> Except for the ones who died. But go ahead. So, so she went to go get a second opinion from a guy who did the palm reading, who did you know palm reading instead of that fortune teller. <laughs> so he told her. He said, he said what he saw in her palms. She he said that in her right hand he saw prison, and in in her left hand. He saw a criminal asylum. So a crazy house. Yeah, you know, he's reading her palm. So he said in her right hand, he sees prison. And in her left hand, he sees a criminal asylum. You know, criminally. So is this after the kids died? Um, Yeah, I think this is before she had her kids. Because she went to that fortune teller before she had her kids. Okay, and that okay. fortune teller, teller told her that all of her children would die young. Oh, my God. And then her, the, she went for that second opinion, and he told her, on the right, I see, on your right hand, I see prison. On your left hand, I see your criminal asylum. <laughs> so this is all before she had kids. And then three, three of them miscarried. Ten of them died. So in her mind, her four kids are going to die. So it's crazy. Oh God. Huh? I don't know if that's like if she's like sees a kid in distress and she's like, you know, uh my fortune teller told me he or she was gonna die anyway, so why even try? That's that's weird, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, you know, back in eighteen hundreds, you know, there there was probably no tro- no Trojans. <laughs> I know there was. <laughs> so, I'm not talking about <laughs> the Trojan horses or whatever. I don't know. There probably was those, but <laughs> I'm talking about the condoms. So, <laughs> when the guys had sex back then, it was just like, you know, and they weren't having it for like love. They were just like, oh, there's a kid. Oh, there's a kid. Yeah, back then, they had to have kids to take care of the farm, like yeah. labor, essentially, is what you were trying to have kids for. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, this, this is like one, one, you know, missionary position. There's, <laughs> there's no pleasure in it. Ugh, there's a kid. <laughs> so, so 
let's talk about the murders. So in 1939, her favorite child, um, whose name was uh, Guespe, G-I-U-S-E-P-P-E. I wish I could pronounce these things better for you, but I can't. It's Guespe. You're not Guespe. It's okay. <clears throat> so he was going to join the Italian army in preparation for World War II. Okay. And so she was on a mission to protect him because now she thinks he's probably going to die in the war or whatever. So she was thinking about his safety. And um, so she's thinking, I'm cursed and and I have to protect my kid. You know, four of my kids, um, three of my kids already died in miscarriage, four of them. Uh, I mean, uh, 10 more died in their youth and, um, and I only got these four kids left, you know what I'm saying? And I don't really Sim- know too much, huh? Simple math. Go ahead. Yeah. So since her kids going to, to prepare for world war two, she's thinking I have to protect him at all costs. And she did what any mother in that age, like her in, you know, with the curse and everything probably would have done. She said, for me to protect my kid, it's going to take human sacrifices. <laughs> so, so now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me kill dudes to protect life. Okay, okay. That's just weird. So okay, now, so now the hunt, you know, in my mind when I'm telling you the story, I thought it was going to be like horror, but now it's almost, but it's supposed to be horror. You're supposed to be freaked out now. So anyway, <laughs> so now she starts hunting people, right? So she found three victims who are all middle-aged women. What the fuck? Right. So, you know, back in that day, you didn't have a car. Right. I think there probably was cars right around that age, that time, but you had to be very rich to get one. Or you had a horse or something like that, right? So she couldn't, like, go hunt everywhere. So since she didn't have a car, she decided that her neighbors probably would be the best choice. So she got her neighbors. So her first victim was a lady named Faustina Setti. Wait, so you said first, like it's not going to be last. Okay. But go ahead. She had, she, she had, she, she began, she, she had to get three. She wanted to get three victims. So the first victim, Faustina Setti, was a lifelong spinster, right? Spinster. What's a spinster? I don't know. Yeah, you have to look up what a, what a spinster is. It's a, um, I looked it up when I made this, but I can't think of what it is now because nobody uses that word. What is a spinster? Spinster. I don't know. 1930s spinster. You in the, in the thing or you want me to look it up? Oh, 1930s uh, spinster. It's by S-P-I-N-C. Yeah, a spinster is a is a term uh, referring to an unmarried woman who is older than she is perceived as prime age, during uh, which women usually got married. Okay, so she's like a young chick who has an old soul. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, or um. Or or it can be a person who spins, like um, yeah. her occupation was to spin. 
It's been what? Collar Bean Spinster. They yarn and shit. <laughs> yarn and shit. Yeah, it's like it's like spinning like clothing and shit. You know, you spinning the yarn. I think that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like um. I think that's what that is. Look at that picture I just sent you. You see that? Where a lady's like spinning something and making like... That might be what the spinster is. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. So anyway, um, so this spinster came to her to uh, for her to help her find a husband. Right? So she told her that all the husbands were in a place called Pola. This is a city that she has to go to, right? So she said, don't tell anybody I told you this, but they're all in, you know, if you want to find a husband, you need to go to this place called Pola. They got all the husbands in the world up there. You can find a great husband. She told her, okay, before you go over to this place, to the, to the city I'm telling you about, I need you to write some letters, pre-write some letters and postcards and send them to your relatives and your friends telling them that you're doing good and, um, and you know, everything is good in your life and you're happy and everything is good and wait until you get to Pola to send, uh, before you send them out. So you get what I'm saying? I know okay. it sounds weird. Yeah. So yeah. she told the girl, the lady to pre-write these letters saying that she's okay and um to uh to send her send it to her relatives or friends telling them she's in good shape and she's okay she's alive pretty much and wait until she gets to pola before she sends them out so before the lady was to leave to go to this place she stopped by sensuelli the lady leonarda her house one last time to say goodbye to her friend that's going to help her find a husband so when she gets over okay. to the house, uh, she offers Seti a glass of wine. So she says, you know, I know you're about to go to Pola. You already pre-wrote the letter saying you're in good condition. You're alive. And, uh, and just put those letters on this table for me. And um, here's a glass of wine. We're going to toast before you leave. Right? <laughs> so she drinks the wine. And the wine is drugged Poison. yes so she starts fading out she's like oh you know she drunk the wine and shit and and damn leonardo's just looking at her in the eyes and shit all crazy and shit so she <laughs> passed you know she uh she passes out or whatever and then she uh then she goes and grabs an axe and then she <laughs> kills her with the axe she just chops her up with a fucking axe axe and then she drags her body to the closet and um, before she murdered this lady she put out a life insurance on this lady smart smart Filed in okay her name yep and so she re she received 30,000 lira as a payment for her services which I looked it up in today's money that would be around 200 to 500 thousand dollars okay okay Right, so thirty thousand lira in, in the in in the nineteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds was about 
200 to $500,000. That's, a, so that's that, a small business. Okay. Yep. So she killed her with the axe, dragged her into the closet. So her second victim was a lady named Francesca Sovai. So, Soavi or something like that. This lady's so, a beast, man. Yeah. So she tells her, you know, um, she's looking for a job. So she's like, I know where you can go get a good job. You can go and get this. You probably have to boot that out, that little noise. But uh, you can go to this place. Um, you can get this job at this school for girls in a town called Piacenza. And she said, so I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to get you a job at this school over here, right? But before you go, I need you to write these postcards and um, to send to your friends, uh, you know, saying that you're okay and everything. Because, you know, that's her <laughs> alibi. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> you know, she said, do that, de- you know, detailing her plans of far, you know, I'm going to the school and I'm going to get this job and everything. And bring those, you know, and she came over her house again and she said, put the letters on the table. So she have an alibi, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, the lady comes over, drinks wine, and she's drugged. And just like the first lady, she's killed again with the axe. <laughs> Is it the same axe? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same axe, because you know, it wasn't no there wasn't no uh no Home Depot back in that time. So <laughs> This is true. Gonna go buy a better axe. I mean, you have to kind of probably use what you had, you know. So on <laughs> September fifth of nineteen forty, she killed that lady and dragged her into her closet or whatever. She received three thousand dollars from this victim, which is not as much as the thirty thousand she had before, but it's still a lot of money back then. So now you might be asking, how did she make the tea cakes? I know that's I know that's what the audience is asking. So with anybody's part that starts with a T. Yeah, cakes. so, <laughs> so what she did Tongue was cakes. she cut the body Tongue up. Cakes. Yeah. She cut the body up in nine parts, right? And then what she did was she gathered the blood into a sink or like a bucket or something like that. It was like a sink, I think. And then she threw those nine pieces in a pot and added seven kilos of caustic soda. Which caustic I looked, soda. Yeah. Acid, right? Yeah, it's like, I looked it up. It's sodium hydroxide. And she used that oh for her God, soap. Bro. You know, that's what she used for her soap. So, that's a liquid she has. So, she since she, she made soap already, she already had that liquid, I guess, in her house sodium hydroxide but it's called caustic uh, caustic soda oh my god yeah so she poured this stuff on on the body parts and it dissolved it uh i mean uh yeah she it dissolved and it made mush and she poured that mush into several buckets and, and emptied that into a nearby septic tank and um then she waited for the blood to uh, coagulate and then she let it dry in the oven after she <laughs> did that. She had yeah. a plan. Yeah. And uh, and then she mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs oh and a bit of God. margarine. 
So then she kneaded it all together and she made these crunchy little tea cakes. And then she used to serve them to the ladies who came to visit her. Oh my God, bro. Yep. And then she ate some of them too. She used to, she liked to eat them too. So all her tea uh, cakes were probably body part she... tea cakes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is hor- This is a real lady. This is real. This is a real shit. So uh, the, her third victim was a lady named Virginia uh, Cassiopo. She was a soprano singer, and uh, she uh, and she sung at this big opera called La Scala, right? And um, she told her that she found her a job as a secretary for a guy in Florence that sets up these operas, right? And she already got her the job with this guy as, as his secretary. And um, she wanted her to keep everything secret where she was going. And on the 30th of September, 1940, she came over a house just like the other two, uh, preparing to leave for that job that this lady got her. And she was drugged as well and killed with an ax. But instead of using this lady for tea cakes, she made soap out of this one. <laughs> so she, what she did was she melted the body in a pot, just like the other two. And she added cologne, a bottle of cologne. And after boiling for a long time, she said she was able to make some creamy soap out of that body. And she gave bars of soap to her neighbors. Uh, how was she? Uh, you probably getting to this her part, friends, but how? Hmm? No, go ahead. Go ahead. And friends, yeah. Her, she gave them to her friends and their neighbors and stuff. Soap. So she said that the cakes, uh, that this body made the best cakes as well. So you know now she's like a pro at making these cakes, and she said that woman was really, really sweet. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. This is horrible. So then she re- she received 50,000 lira, which is probably like a million dollars or so. Also, she inqu- she got her jewelry and some bonds from this lady too. And uh she sold all the victims clothes and shoes as well. Wait, wait, so, so after she killed them, she sold the the the, the clothing. Yep, she That's... already yep. The clothing, the jewelry, I mean, everything, man. The clothing, this, shoes. This has got to be the worst police department ever. Like, <laughs> how the hell, so, like, where did Smedlap disappear to? We don't know, but you know what? The shoes that she was wearing are on sale by a specific yeah. person. Like, what? Uh, it's, it's crazy. So she, so, so how they found out that she did it. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about the trial. So her, the third victim had a sister who grew suspicious of her sudden disappearance, you know, and, um, and she seen her in her enter, um, Leonardo's, uh, house. So she seen her enter in her house. So she told the police who opened up an investigation and they arrested her. Right. So uh-huh. at first she said, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Right. But then the cops said, okay, 
if it wasn't you, who was it? Then the cops started saying, if it wasn't you, maybe it was your son who was involved in the crime. Oh. And then, and then she was like, don't take my son. Um, you know, uh, please don't take him. I confess to all the murders. That makes sense. That makes yep. sense. And then she detailed the whole thing to the cops. All that stuff I just talked about, she actually told the cops everything that she did to the body and all that stuff to save her son. So she was tried for murder in uh, Reggio, uh, uh, for the murder of Reggio Emilia in 1946. And throughout the uh, the interviews and all that stuff, they say she remained cold and cold and heartless. And she actually corrected the official account when they, when she was on stand. So at her trial, they were telling you know they were going over everything she did. She actually corrected them. No, no, I used I used <laughs> I used <laughs> caustic soda. Not not. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. So, so, uh, um, at her trial in the Reggio Emilia trial, um, the last week of the trial, uh, she, she went on the witness stand and, um, they said that the way she gripped the, the, the rails, you can like see her oddly delicate hands that were very calm. It kind of played, you know, where I read this on this thing, it made it seem like it was, it was a story, but I chopped it all up. Um, right, right, and it and it uh, it 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 um the prosecutor was kind of paying attention to her how her hands were and her eyes, and they said her eyes gleamed with this wild inner pride, and uh, she and she um you know was telling them everything she was doing, and then she said I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles. Which a Jesus. copper ladle is like a spoon, like a big copper looking spoon, like right. the spoons that the the cooks use when they're like uh, um, making soup, and then they pull it up and they kind of test the soup. You know what I'm saying? Right. Taste it. Right. It's one of them type of spoons, but it's copper. They said that um, that uh, she gave away that that um, copper ladle to her country that was bad was badly in need of metal during that in the last days of war. So all the utensils she used to do that stuff, she gave it away. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Then she was found guilty of all her crimes. She was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. So the, the fortune teller, the, the palm guy, actually read her shit correct. He said, in your right hand, I see prison. And in your left hand, I see a, a, a criminal asylum. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you know what? She probably didn't have, didn't even have that shit in mind until she got that. And she's like, I got to make this shit come true. This is too good to be true. Like, That's what crazy. the fuck? That's crazy. So did, did she spend all, did she die in prison? Yeah, they said she died of a cerebral, uh, cerebral, uh, a, a pop, a poplexy, a, 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 a poplexy, mm-hmm. is that right? Cerebral, uh, cerebral, apoplexy. You know what I'm talking about? A P O P L E X Y. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, you can look it up and see what that is and all that stuff. But she died of that, 
in a women's criminal asylum. In, uh, in 1970, she died on 15th of October, 1970. That's still then, pretty, yeah, pretty then a lot of the artifacts that they found in the case, including the pot that she used uh, to boil the victims, are, are on display at a criminal, uh, criminal, a criminological museum in Rome. That's, goddamn, that's terrifying. That's fucking horrible, man. That shit is crazy. That's a real life Hannibal Lecter. That type of shit. It's like, it's so fucked up. We got to keep, like, shit around to remind us of how fucked up it was. That's crazy, bro. It's crazy that people are that fucking crazy. Right. God damn. And this is, like, pretty recent. This isn't, like, you know, caveman type shit. Well, yeah, we. Might have to eat you, bro. This is like 1970. This uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when she died. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> the point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence evolutionary spirit you know how how i'm always hammering capitalism right like mm-hmm. i'm not you know i'm not against capitalism i see it for what it is it's subjective got it okay so i'm almost you know i'm you can say through our our past stories that i'm railing against capitalism which i'm not i look at it like as an objective type not good, like an amoral type thing. Not good, not evil. It just happens, right? Mm-hmm. It baffles me, and in a good way, I guess, how people can make money in capitalism. I mean, you name it, and people will just like come up with it and make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And what what amazes me is the extremes of it. Not like, hey. I found a loophole. Let me make some money. Let me, you know, flip houses or shit like that. No, like the shit that's so simple that you wouldn't even think of that will make money in this economy, right? Right. So, which leads me into the the next story, right? Egyptian man finds fortune hunting scorpions for venom. This dude sells venom for $10,000 a gram. And basically hmm. what, he, what he does, he's, he lives in, uh, let me see, he lives in Egypt, and he sells scorpion venom for anti-venom, right? And for research, hmm. the number one customer he has is America, and he sells venom for $10,000 a gram. And basically he has a process of, like, he has a house, maybe a 10 by 10. 10 feet by 10 feet, full of scorpions. He mm-hmm. feeds them, he takes care of them, all this other shit. And he has a way to stimulate them to where they, they sting a thing, and basically he just takes venom from them. Mm-hmm. $10,000 a gram, dude. And it's like, yeah. God damn, bro. I wish, number one, good job, right? Number mm-hmm. two, I wish I would have thought of something like that. And that's where capitalism is good, where like you you have ideas that 
individual people think of and you make a shit ton of money and man bro shit that you wouldn't even think about you know what i'm saying well well, that's that's the thing that's the thing when i hear people say capitalism i think i think not you in particular but it's Mm. just like people people there's there's to me, everything, everything is capitalism. Everything is sold. See, that's that's the issue with capitalism because people, people think it's wrong to sell. You know, like, like nobody wants to be sold. Right. But, you know, or if people say, I can never be a salesperson or something like that. Everybody sells. Right. Right, all right. their life, you have to sell your kids on stuff. Yeah, on stuff, you know, do this. I need you to go to bed. I need you to do this. You're selling your kid. You all either you being sold or or, or you're selling somebody. That's always, you know, your opinion. It doesn't always have to be money, but everything is always sold. If you work at a job, your job cannot pay you unless they're selling something. Right and, right and and selling it and, and money is is really just an exchange for money because back in the day it wasn't money <clears throat> so they exchange stuff you know like I give you my donkey for for this you know what I'm saying and right, then it right. turned into a monetary value and everything but there's people who say capitalism but then there's people who are like oh well they're only doing it for you know the capitalists you know the the Jeff Bezos and stuff like that. And these people, it's not about money, because right. after a point, you can't, even, you don't even think about money because you got so much of it. You, Jeff Bezos not walking around like some people imagine the capitalist, like, oh, I need money, I'm Scrooge McDuck, and jumping in money and all that shit because he's <laughs> fucking thinking, oh, I need more money. He's not thinking like that. Like he's got all the money. He don't care about that. He's on some past money shit. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of poor people, this probably go a little off your topic, but a lot of poor people think about money as an evil thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that's... These, and these people, and these, yeah, it's, that's the bad part. And it's not. It's just a, it's just a tool. I, you know, oh, money can never make you happy. Well, I, I know people who are broken and, and unhappy. I mean, I'd rather have money and be, I mean, it, it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be unhappy with money than be, you know, what's the matter? But right. but they think it's a it's a bad thing. Like these people are just like, oh, I want more money, no matter what. I'll do whatever it takes. But then a lot of people don't never think about what the person had to do for that money. Right. Like Amazon, like Jeff Bezos, worked in a fucking shitty little room for many, 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 many years, and had to go through people ridic- you know, ridiculing them and. And saying, oh, that shit ain't going to work. You're a fucking nerd. You're stupid. He's like, oh, you know, you look at his first interviews. He's like, oh, I want to sell um, books, you know. And I think books is going to be the future. And, and why do we have to go to the bookstore when I could just sell them online and you can buy the book right there. And people are like, oh, <laughs> you're fucking retarded. You're a fucking nerd. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? He looked all goofy <laughs> and shit. You know, no girlfriends and shit. Going home to his fucking uh, his little um, office. Where he had Amazon written on piece of paper on his desk wall. You know what I'm saying? And he probably did that. I don't know how long he probably did that. 10, 20 years, 10 years. 
And now we're just now seeing his success. So is to to that person capitalism? You know what I'm saying? Like I just worked 20 years for this shit, and I'm finally getting the um the fruits of my labor. I deserve right. that money. Right, right. Yeah, and you're not too far off what I was what I was trying to lead into. It's it's crazy. Capitalism isn't perfect, but it's the best system we got, in my opinion, right? Like, you're giving people jobs, and you're putting, you're taking a chance, man. You're taking a chance. That's all it is. And it's, I don't know, man. It, it It's the best thing we have right now. And, yeah, you're right. People do look at that like, man, you know what? This dude is, it, it, there's a point, right? There's a point where it's where, you're like Jeff Bezos, where you make, you know, $100 million an hour, whatever the fuck he makes, but you're still paying your people minimum wage. And it's like, wait a second, man. It, it, there has to be a happy medium. There has to be. But what I was really getting at is, like, fuck, man, there's always an idea out there that you might not know exists or anybody, right, mm -hmm. that you can just come up with and make a shit ton of money. And... It, I don't. It, it works both ways to where people can get jaded, and like, yeah, man, I can come up with that one thing that'll make me a shit ton of money, and I'm gonna wait on it, and or like, I'm gonna work my ass off and make it become something like you just described, like Jeff Bezos, mm -hmm. yeah, like the shit that you don't see, you know. Well, there's really no original. I there's not that many original ideas out there, you know. Right. Really, a lot of products are just a better version, you know, like. Okay, you got a you got a bottle, but your bottle's plastic. You know what I'm right. saying? It's old. You know, first it was glass. Okay, why do you have glass bottles, Coca-Cola bottles? You know, if you just put this in plastic, you can recycle it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The bottles already ex existed. Now I made a plastic bottle. Now I I got all the money. Then now the person's like. Why do we have plastic bottles and they're washing up in the sh in the seashores and stuff when we can make a biodegradable uh, bottle, that, right? That disappears after a, a you know ten days because it biodegrades itself. Right. Now right, that exactly. person's about to make all the money. Exactly. You know, but, but the thing is not it's, it. The bottle didn't change. It's just I made a better bottle. Right, exactly. It might be the, the manufacturer, like you just said, right? Or the times change, man. That's how dynamic uh, capitalism is. And it's like, God damn, man. It, 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 there's so much to it than just, man, you're the owner, you're the CEO, and you're greedy for... Yeah, you're it, a greedy pig. That's what, But the only poor people kind of think that way. You know what I'm saying? People who don't have money kind of think that way because they think that money's bad and and the root of, uh, you know, the root of all evil is money. When it doesn't, that quote doesn't even exist. That they, they misquote that quote. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and, and I don't know, man. I, it, to me, it, it has to be a middle ground to where, yeah, man, I'm going to pay my people more than seven bucks an hour. It has to be a middle ground between that and, you know, the CEO making billions or trillions of dollars. This is crazy. It's crazy. How do they think it's going to end? But at the same time, I see the work that these CEOs or owners, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, like the work they put in. 
Mm-hmm. Like, who who else is gonna be like? You know what? I'm gonna. Oh, I was gonna say, who else is gonna spend like hours and all this time putting in to fulfill my dream? Who else is gonna do that? But you, mm-hmm. you're the only one that's gonna do it. So it's like, man, dude. I don't know. I I just see. I don't know, I see both sides. And it's just, it's so weird how that works, right? Like, and I think it's gonna be a ongoing struggle between the worker and the owner. Right. Eh, I don't but, know. you know, but that's the thing too. People, people, everybody can't do that. Everybody can't, everybody, that's, right. the, that, that is the reason why so many of us have not made money. You know, like, like, right. like I told you, my goal is to get a million dollars in my bank account. But you know how much I have to break my mind. I have to reprogram my mind to be able to accept getting that because a lot of people steer off money. Right. Or a lot of people talk themselves out of even trying. So most right. people who, who make a ton of money, they don't make money at the beginning. Like people think people think that, you know, uh, this person, um, that they're seeing on TV just came out of nowhere and just made money. But then when you listen to their story or whatever, they might tell you that they've been doing it 10, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Before they just right. got found. So that means they were doing right, it they, all those years with no money. Right. Or they, they put in, they put in a stupid amount of time or they, you know, sacrifice family or friends or, it's, it's been crazy, bro. It's, it's so much more to it. It's so much more to it. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's, I think America, just in general, man, is caught up in, yeah, this dude did it all by himself. And there's mm-hmm. nobody else. And you know what? He started from scratch and his wife was right behind him. And that's not, that's not necessarily the case, bro. That's, that's wishful thinking. Like some dude did it by himself and that's just the way it is. No, man. It, it's more like, this dude sacrificed time or chick sacrificed time. They sacrificed family time. And put in and put in work. You know, we put in 40 hours a week at a job, but we don't put an hour in our business. You know what I'm saying? We'll work to make somebody else rich, but, but there, you know, that's that, that, that's that mentality that you have to break through. You have to break through that mentality of being a consumer and being a producer these people are producers. Right. It may take them 10 years to produce something, but they put all the work into that, that, you know, like the, the Dyson guy, the Dyson, uh, vacuum guy. You did. I don't know if I ever, did we ever talk about that guy? No, no. Uh. He's one of the richest people in the world. He's estimated worth of like 16. Um, he's Britain's richest person, which is, uh, um, fuck that guy. Yeah, the Dyson guy, <laughs> the inventor of the vacuum cleaner, but everybody knows about the the um about the vacuum cleaner, but uh he said okay how he he's always made a bunch of inventions, right? So in the seventies, Dyson had an idea of using a, a cyclonic separation to create a vacuum cleaner right? so he invented he invented magic go ahead yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that would not lose the suction 
uh, as it picks up dirt, right? And he was frustrated with Hoover's um, shitty vacuums. And um, so he came up with this idea and then he made a prototype of it. His, they said that his uh, wife's salary, she was an art teacher. And after 15 years of him making this vacuum cleaner, he made 5,127 prototypes. Damn. Before he launched the uh, G-Force cleaner in 1983. So when people see him, they may see him after. You know what I'm saying? But right. they didn't see all the, all the fuck up, all the, the prototypes that he had to make make and he didn't have no money you know what i'm saying that's my point that's my point like in america well one of my points i guess but america only sees the end result right they go mm -hmm. this dude did it all by himself he invented something and version one mark one was the one and he made a trillion dollars off of it they don't mm -hmm. see the work and the sacrifice that goes into this shit mm -hmm. it, it, it's crazy and i guess i don't know we can call this this section entrepreneurship it's, it's just it's so much more that goes into it. I think, and this is personal opinion, man. I think the the thing that separates an entrepreneur from a regular dude or chick that just, you know, goes to work every day is going and failing mm -hmm. and keep People going. People scared to fail. Yep. Yeah. You just keep going. You just fucking keep going. And you don't, you don't quit. Like you go, you know what? This isn't this Mark three or Mark 3000 in Dyson's case, isn't mm -hmm. the one that people want, or this isn't perfection. I'm going to go mm -hmm. for another one. And then I'm going to yeah. go for another one. And then I'm yeah. going to go for it. That's, that's, that's the crazy part, bro. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, and that's, 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 that's where the majority of people quit because they never even try. Right. And they, and then when they try, they don't keep going, you know right. what I'm saying? And they don't keep trying and putting more stuff out, you know, like we talk about with the podcast, you know, you can't, people expect to do things one time. I'm going to make this one video and I'm going to be rich. You know what I'm saying? But they don't which, understand. Hmm? Which, uh, I'm going to interrupt you, which happens, right? You, you might put out that video of, you know, a clown fucking a whale and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to put this out on YouTube. And all of a sudden you got a YouTube channel and the shit makes you a million dollars and you keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you got to understand that, fuck, this only happens once in a while, man. This isn't like... That's rare. That's super rare, right? Like, yes. the rest of people who are big YouTubers put out a hundred videos and, and... Thousands. Yeah, and they just keep going. They just keep going. And they, they eventually fail to the top, where they're like, okay, I put out a thousand YouTube videos, 800 of them suck, but the 200 is the one that makes me money. A lot of money, and I had to go through ass pain to actually get this thing to, to happen, and it happened, you know. Yeah, there's a guy named Mr. Beast. He's a YouTuber, right? And he's mm -hmm. made millions and millions of dollars on YouTube, right? So he was, um, he's 22 years old now, and uh, his his total views are like almost not like nine billion. He's got oh like God. 50 million subscribers. Fuck that right? guy. And he's making a shitload of boatload of money. Okay, so he has over 700 videos. Oh my God. Yeah, so so it's like 
Now we're seeing them, but you know, the first videos is always shitty. Right. That's another thing too. When you go back and you start looking at it, but um, yeah, you. you, uh, you, you see these guys and you thinking that they're just always this way. No, it, it took them forever. It took them a long time of not making money. So in a sense, you almost deserve that money. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you put in the work. Yeah. You put it's in just the work. The way it is. So crazy, bro. It's, it's, it's insane, man. How people, I don't know, but America glamorizes that shit. They jade you into thinking that all you need is that one widget and you, you can be fucking filthy rich. You can be a trillionaire. That only happens. It happens. Don't get me wrong. It happens, but mm-hmm. it only happens. Like there's only going to be one Steve jobs, right? Steve jobs mm-hmm. came around and was like, Hey bitches. So you like to talk on the phone. You like to touch shit. Here's an iPhone. And then I'm going to die. Like, and there's no other, you can argue that, since the iPhone, there's been no other piece of tech that has taken us so far. Right. Ever. So far. Right? So it's like, oh, well, now I need to come up with a different thing. Well, here, here's, the, here's the thing. You know, one thing I look at, too, is the 1%. So we look at the 1% just as money value, right? Okay, well, the 1% of the population who earns majority of the money. But there's a one, and I try to tell people this too, there's a 1% of all industries. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the person who made the uh, the iPhone, there's there's probably thousands and thousands of companies that make phones. But it's the 1%, which he was the 1% that made it and is the phone now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So So everybody who makes a phone is not going to be him. He just, right. he you, just you, lucked up and got it, you know, the, and, or, or came out or hit the right things and hit the, you know what I'm saying? And got people buying it. I mean, and, and, but he and did it for a long time. And that's the dynamics of capitalism, right? Where, yeah, Steve Jobs came up with a, a brilliant idea. Apple's now a trillion dollar company, right? But yeah, but you got to tell people you like, like our listeners now, they're thinking of Apple as a phone. But when we were kids, when we were kid kids, Apple was out. And you know what? It, sh- it was shitty. Yep. Yep. Nobody and, bought, bought it because, but they were out. But, and that's the thing. What, what, did, what did Android do? Android was like, you know what? We didn't invent the smartphone per se, right? How it looks today. But we're going to offer you an alternative. And they've made trillions of dollars doing it that way. That's how dynamic it is it, it might not be as polished as apple because apple's controlling or whatever but here's an alternative that's now though because they start i'm looking it up they started in in 1976 and they were selling computers apple II. they were selling yeah. stuff in 1977 they weren't making i mean they weren't making that much i mean they were making some money but but now it's phones, you know, now we're seeing what we're seeing of it. So we're seeing the end result of it. Right. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, nobody Like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A used to be in the mall. Yeah, fuck them guys. And nobody ate Chick-fil-A. 
You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. I never ate Chick-fil-A when I was a kid because all they had was a little nuggets. Right? They didn't really have a chicken sandwich like that, you know, and the lemonade that they got, the delicious lemonade and all that oh, shit. Oh, God I damn, love, so I good. Love, it was so great. Everything Chick-fil-A <laughs> great. The service and everything. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> I know. We, <laughs> but, we could literally fill an hour with Chick-fil-A's bullshit. Yeah, they would... Their customer services. I don't understand why no other company can get their customer service like Chick Fil A. I don't understand the whole shit. But and uh, you know what? Here's the huh? thing. Here's the thing. Just to, just to peel off on a little bit. Chick Fil A's product isn't chicken or fries. It's their customer service. Mm-hmm. Like every time you go through the line, it's two minutes. Mm-hmm. Every time no you talk to a motherfucker at Chick Fil A, you could be like, they "Hey, nice. you got my sauce wrong," and fuck you. And they can be like, "You know, we're sorry, sir. Here's some more sauce and." I'm going to fuck myself. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's their customer service. That that's their product, man. Isn't yeah. that crazy? But you but anyway. think that everybody else can get on board and nobody can get it? No, it's no. crazy. One company can do this, and nobody else can do this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, man. But but they were in the fucking mall and nobody ate that shit. Like right. I remember being in the mall with my mom when I was a kid, and and I saw Chick Fil A. But we thought it was like a weird place. Like, who the fuck eats little nuggets like that? This is stupid. Why wouldn't you go to McDonald's and get a real nugget? This is yeah, I know. <laughs> Me too. And it was it was expensive. It was like six, seven dollars a, a a meal back then. And it was like, who would pay that? You know what I'm saying? That's horrible. That's like that's like fifteen dollars or twenty dollars worth of food, like price wise today. Right. Right. So who who would eat that shit in the mall? Nobody ate that shit. Right. Now look at who the fuck they are. But they weren't making money then, but look who they are now. All because it's like, man, who would pay for that shit? And they're like, we can have your meal out to you in less than a minute with some tasty ass lemonade with a yeah. smile on our face. And yeah. if you have a complaint, we're going to bend over backwards to fix we've that been shit. Doing this for 20, we've been doing this 30, 40 years, and now people are just catching on. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I, I'm simultaneously like disgusted and fascinated with capitalism and it's it's i think it's it's built like that where it's like fuck uh you know what i don't agree with the all of the outcomes but the outcomes that are outrageous like awesome i'm i'm i'm, I'm down with it i'm down with it because no other system right now can 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 even even compare to what, the outcomes, right? The, the thing I hate, the thing I hate about capitalism is that people separate that from their lives like it's some imaginary shit. But you really can do it. You really right. now the information's out there. If you want a million dollars in your bank account, you can really do it. But you're gonna have to do. If you find the problem is people will find somebody who's making a million dollars, and they will say, "How are you making a million dollars?" And the motherfucker tells them everything that they did to make a million dollars. But you know what that person does? They it don't quit. do that shit. <laughs> they <laughs> man, just show me the buttons you push. And this guy's like, man, you can make you can make a million dollars doing a bunch of shit. But it's really just staying focused, making goals. You know, they're telling you shit that's not sexy to you because they're just telling you shit that they did. And then you're thinking there's some buttons they pushed and what product do I need to sell? Yeah. Even if you go out and sell the same thing as them, that don't mean you're going to make a million, two million dollars. Yeah. And that's, you said it right. The sexy shit is pushing the button, right? The, mm-hmm. the unsexy shit is like, 
uh, fuck, you mean I got to work 80 hours a week? That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's telling you exactly what he did. I did this. I reinvested my money. I started, you know, I didn't make money for the first 10 years, and I kept going, kept going. Now, you know, and, and you're like, what? But yeah, I know. the thing is, it's out there for everybody. Like, everybody can make a million dollars. Everybody can make more money. But we have jobs, and we complain about making more, getting more money from them. And then we mad that they don't. That's another thing. How do you? How are you mad at somebody who's paying you their money? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, if you if you have a job, if you have a business, and you got ten employees, and you're making, you know, you're making millions of dollars. So what people don't understand is you might be making millions. But when you pay everybody and pay all your bills and pay all the building and pay all that, you might only be making a thousand, two thousand dollars. Right, right. After all your expenses, so you right. got to cut down your expenses. You know what I'm saying? So, or if you know I can pay this person ten dollars an hour and get forty hours a week of them uh, pushing um, a tablet and and telling me, you know, asking me what I want, a uh, number one, number two. Uh, you know, you want the spicy deluxe meal with the uh, uh, lemonade and uh, and fries with no salt. And um, let me get some of those honey roasted barbecue packets. And uh, <laughs> or let me get the grilled nuggets <laughs> Man, and the macaroni you, and cheese that Chick-fil-A you, have. You're real specific in your example, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you know, you're paying this guy $10. And then they're like, well, I want $20 an a, a, a hour. Well, what right. are you doing to get $20 an hour? Right. Now, if you're running my whole store, I might pay you $20 an hour. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to pay one employee $80,000 and then pay another employee $20,000 or am I pay all of them $80,000? So and that's, that's the thing. And you're talking right now philosophy, right? It could go either way. And I and I understand that. God damn, man. Like, so the CEO, I, I seen a stat the other day. The CEO's percentage of what they took take home, you know, 10 years ago to what they did today. Like 10 years ago was maybe $2 million, $3 million. Today you could take home, you know, and it depends on the industry, I guess, but it's like a hundred times more than what they made 10 years ago. What the minimum wage is, is, is a fraction of that price. Now, granted, like, yeah, the CEO has more on his shoulders or her shoulders, but I think pay should reflect in, at least inflation, and it hasn't done that. It hasn't gone up by 4% or 3 half, whatever inflation is, right? So it's like, man, bro, I, I, and maybe this is just the, the asshole in me talking, I don't think McDonald's should be something that you, you bet on to live on. The, the living wage to me is weird, where it's like, people are like, yeah, I should be able to, to live on a cashier's amount of living wage, I don't think it was ever engineered to do that on the other side of it. And, and to me, it's like college kid at, at most high school kid. Yes. College kid at most. But the other side of it is if your CEO can bring in millions of dollars, why can't I have at least $15 an hour? I, I, I don't get it. And, but it, it goes along with what you said too. Like I'm the one taking the risk. I'm the one that put in the work. I determine how much you get paid. And mm -hmm. if you want to take it, it's your choice. I get it, bro. I get it. 
And it's, and if you're going to get that job that you're making more money at, I need to see your college degrees because if I'm paying you more, I need to know if you can do that job. Yeah. And, and to me, the college degree, I mean, I used to think it was super important. Like you got to have this and that and this and that to like show that you're responsible. The problem with college degrees is it feels like a, a smokescreen mm-hmm. where it's like, we got to put another gate in front of you. Yeah, you got as an employer or to get promoted or to demand more money. So now you got to put more money, which, you know, it it is what it is, bro. Like Mm -hmm. at some point you got to prove that you're you're responsible enough to to handle that responsibility. The problem is like when you start pulling all that shit in front of me, it starts to not feel like. Yeah, they they don't want to pay you. I mean, if you look at it from both ends, yeah. They yeah, don't yeah. want to pay you. Right. But Which if I you look at it from the boy, other end, if you look at it from the other end, he's thinking, why should I pay you if you can't do the fucking job? Right. You know what it, I'm saying? Yeah. The person who has the money. Right. And who, who owns the, the means of production. Who, right? Like, exactly. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. If and you it, look at it from both ends, but I, right. I agree with you on the college thing. It's, it's just another fucking gate to try to get around and, you know, and it keeps a lot of people, but there's other sources of income. There's multiple sources of income. You can find other ways to make money. You can do your own business. You can do that. You know, that's when you almost got to kind of do what you like in life and try to make money off of it and try to figure out that, you know? Yep. Yep. And and to, to get back to the earlier point, it's like as an employer, right? I'm going to pay you the least amount of money to get put in my pocket. So Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird to like hey man I want to see your 8 year degree or your 6 year degree you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I don't even have that shit but I got I need some justification to, to pay you and it, mm-hmm. I, I really can't say honestly man and this is devil, devil's advocate right I really can't say that yeah man I'm going to pay you more just because you got a piece of paper and justified it because at the end of the day if I can make 10 grand and not eight grand for paying you, I want that 10 grand as an employer. It, it, it's a weird, uh, I don't know, capitalism mind fuck where it's like, I don't know, it's weird, bro. It's weird. But the thing it, it, about money too, though, is, is also if you make more money, if you pay people more minimum wage, if, the, if they're going to be broke, they're still going to be broke. Because yeah. the thing is, it's not how much you make, it's how much you can keep. And how, how you budget your money, but a lot of people don't budget their money. So so that's what stops a lot of people too, because they never have enough money because they don't budget it anyway. If you gave that person a million dollars, they go out and blow it. But if right. you but but you know, and people say, Oh, if you win the lottery, it can be a bad thing and all that stuff. Well, it's only a bad thing to people who don't know how to manage their money anyway. Right, right. Right. There's people who got millions I tell people this all the time. There's people in your neighborhood that got millions of dollars, but you ain't going to know that's the people who really have wealth. Right. Instead of being rich, they have wealth because these people, they don't look like they got a million dollars, but they got a million dollars. They got assets. They got money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? They're not out here dressing and buying these Lambos and shit like that. That's where understanding the money and wealth has to do with it and, and, and understanding understanding assets and depreciating assets. Right. Like cars, like we just talked about BMWs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who 
Yeah, to a person who has a lot of money, who who's really wealthy, they probably they wouldn't buy that shit. The person who buys those cars are the people who make fifty thousand dollars going out there buying an eighty thousand dollar car. But the person right. who's making millions of dollars and and is not the zero point, uh, you know, the point zero one percent. I'm not the regular one percent person is not buying those cars. But like I said, if you end up having, if you got, if you're if you're Mayweather like I used earlier or something like that, or you're you're an actor, you're you're a popular actor like Liam Nielsen or whatever <laughs> Peabody. So you're Liam Peabody, and um, you making fifty million dollars on every movie, and you making ten movies in 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 a year. After a while, you got that money in your bank account. You you might go do some stupid shit. Let me go out and buy this this uh, Ferrari that's $2 million. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yep. But that's, 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 that's not the person who makes a million dollars or $2 million and has assets and all that stuff like that. That's the person who just has so much money they could just fuck it off. Yep. That's where I want to be. Yeah. So, so, but you, but people can have a nice life without being like that. If you make thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and you you know how to budget your money, you can have a nice life. Yep. But people, people, people don't want to try to get that life. They want to get the life that they see on TV. Right. And they end up winning the lottery and blowing all that shit, <laughs> trying to live that life that they see on TV. Or they go and spend all their money on the lotto tickets when they could be using that money to invest it and do some other smart shit with their money. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it. And remember, we're two rookie podcasters doing our best. Make sure and share. And if you haven't yet, subscribe. Take it away. Random white man. Go check out the Rando Podcast. Available today on your favorite podcast platforms and at the website randolife.com. The Rando Podcast, where they talk about random topics that are hella interesting, sprinkled with some humor, and giving you something different to binge on. Join them and laugh today. That's the Rando Podcast, R-A-N-D-O, Rando Podcast at randolife.com. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. A ton of episodes up for you to listen to already, and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future releases Give them a great review and be sure to tell your friends about the Rando Podcast at randolife.com.